Welcome to Viking Spotlight, a podcast about people, events, and projects in the North Canton City School District. I'm your host, Jeff Wendorf. Today, we're welcoming our athletic director, Mr. Tom Oaks, to talk about a winter update for our athletic teams. And uh, we certainly welcome Tom in his first year as athletic director at North Canton City Schools. He began his career in our district in 1998 as a high school math teacher and uh, varsity assistant basketball coach. After stints as a Hoover math department chair and North Canton Middle School athletic director, Tom became an associate principal at Hoover starting in the 12-13 school year. Tom earned a bachelor's degree in mathematics from Kenyon College, his teaching certification from the University of Cincinnati and Kent State University, and he also has a master's degree in education administration from Ashland University. Tom and his wife reside in North Canton with their two children. Thanks for joining us today, Mr. Athletic Director. Very much appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, you know, you've got a quite a, you know, your resume here. You've been in the district quite a long time, and that's approaching some of the longest that folks have been in the district. So we appreciate your service. And, uh, you know, when folks, I don't know how many kids you have coming through in athletics now that uh, parents had Mr. Oaks as a teacher, possibly in math class. So uh, we appreciate your service. And I know that uh, you're, you're a dedicated educator, and we're, we're very, very fortunate to have you on our team. So welcome today. Thank you. So just first of all, approximately how many athletes do we have at Hoover High School? We're looking at approximately 450 to 500 student athletes that participate fall, winter, and or spring. Yeah, that's a great number and uh, high participation in athletics in uh, both male and female sports. Um, of course, we have um, middle school sports as well, but uh, a lot of people don't fully understand the responsibilities of the athletic director in a, in a school public school district. Can you tell us about your roles and responsibilities? Being my first year, I'm learning so much in this new role. I like to say that I start off being the head coach of the coaches. I want to be supportive. I want to have a great working dialogue with them. And I want to assist them in any way that you possibly can to, they got so much on their plate as it is. You want to help them out as much as possible. Obviously, you want to oversee the entire athletic department. Uh, you want to make sure that facilities are being maintained, facilities are being improved. Uh, we're fortunate enough that our previous athletic director, Mr. Tim Walker, is doing a phenomenal job, too, with some special projects in improving facilities, including a new video board and scoreboard in the main gym this year, uh, the Dick Snyder Court being named after one of our most famous uh, Hoover alumni. So that's an exciting time as well. Scheduling events, you're going to schedule events, you're going to schedule officials, you're going to confirm that teams are coming, you're going to confirm that your officials will show up. The last thing you want to do is have a game where you only have one official on a basketball court or something like that where it could impact both schools and both teams. Confirming uh, game management, confirming that your ticket scanners are going to show up, confirming that uh, your concessions are going to be there, uh, that's, that's an important part of the process. And then really great communication. you got to communicate with your league athletic directors. Also, you got to communicate with non-league athletic directors, with the Ohio High School Athletic Association. But most importantly, you got to make sure that your principal, your superintendent uh, are up to date as well, too. You certainly don't want to give them any surprises. You want to keep them um, ahead of the curve, so to speak. Right. So that's a, that's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of buckets there. And I think you mentioned the most important one, I think, and from a 
district point of view is, is helping the coaches be successful and coaching coaches and how to deal with um, changing times and so on. It's not like when you and I played. Um, and uh, it's, a, it's a different world. And uh, it's a great thing for kids to be involved in athletics. But, um, you know, you mentioned personnel and helping coach coaches. You mentioned um, event coordination. And, um, you know, that's in itself is something that is, is huge with tickets with preparation for the event, paying the officials, scheduling officials. There's just a lot going on. And uh, so you have some help with that. And I know we're going to mention their names a little bit later on, but you have two folks that help you in the athletic office. And, and um, you know, I know you guys are very, very busy. So um, sports are an important aspect of schools because they teach student-athletes lessons that you can't learn in the classroom in most cases. What are some of those lessons? Student first, athlete second. Uh, it is a must. Uh, we are here to educate students. We are here to provide a quality education. North Can has been doing that for generation after generation. So we take great pride in that, that we do students first, and we look at the athletic piece second. Time management is a huge part of being a member of a team, and you have to have good time management to keep your academics up, to make sure that you can fit your practices in. And maybe for multi-sport athletes, they may be doing some off-season workouts as well too. So time management's a crucial part of the student-athlete. Commitment to a team. Uh, sometimes we forget what it takes to be committed uh, to an organization, to a team. And one of the things that I know personally I learned from sports uh, for many years was just that commitment factor, that if you're going to put the time in, you must be committed to it. So we want to stress that. Being a good teammate, all right? Not everybody gets to play the amount of time necessarily that they want to play, but we need student-athletes on the bench that are cheering on their teammates, that are being supportive, that if there is an injury or, in this case, during a pandemic, a, a COVID close contact, someone is out, we need people to step up and, and play their role. So that's an important part of the process. Being a good role model for the younger generation. I know having a couple younger kids in the district, they look up to these upperclassmen. They look up to these varsity players. And it's important for our varsity players to know that younger eyes are looking upon them, uh, whether they're the Federal League MVP or whether they're someone that doesn't play as much. They're always looking at all of them, and they have to be good role models. And finally, how to handle success and failure. Uh, too many times in life, it's easy to handle success. Uh but it's very difficult to handle failure. And, and no one's going to go through life throwing a perfect game. Everybody's going to have their ups and downs, their positives and negatives. How do we handle those? All right. Do we get too big headed when we deal with successes? I hope not. We want to stay level headed. Do we get too down when we have a defeat or we have a, you know, a loss? I hope not either. I hope we learn from it, can move on and improve for the next time we're in that situation. Sure. Those are great topics. Thank you. And, um, you know, looking back, it's, it's uh, for myself and, and my, my, my wife and, and our kids, uh, athletics is um, a lot of life lessons that, uh, that are crucial to us. So we appreciate the athletic contributions to that. So for anybody new to the area, we compete in the Federal League, and, um, which is arguably one of the most competitive leagues in Ohio. And uh, um, can you share a little bit about the Federal League? It's definitely one of the most competitive leagues in the state, uh, no question about that. The league has changed over the years. Uh, it used to have as many members, I believe, as up to 12, I believe, when I was at Lake playing. Uh, but now we are currently sitting at seven league cool, schools, excuse me, including ourselves. Uh, we have five other Stark County schools uh, that partake in the Federal League. 
that being Lake, Glen Oak, Jackson, McKinley, and Perry. And then uh, just in the last several years, we recently added uh, Green High School, Summit County School as well, too, which has been a really good fit, I believe, for our district as well, too, and for our league. The nice thing about our league, the farthest trip is Perry. I mean, that's only 25 minutes on a, on a yellow bus. Uh, the closest trips are to Glen Oak uh, and to our tribal Jackson, and, and you're only spending 10, 15 minutes max on a bus there. So it's really a close proximity for league schools to get to compete against one another. Yeah, it's a it's a great league, and um, you see um, typically playoff teams in – in many, many sports, most sports actually, from the Federal League um, year in and year out, and uh, sometimes multiple teams uh, being representative of the Federal League. So, Well, this weekend, uh, past weekend, you had a pretty busy weekend. We had the Omni Orthopedic Spectrum Classic, and uh, I know that's a lot of work for you and Jamie Dannemiller and, and Louie-Ann Smith. And, uh, but what, um, tell us a little bit about the weekend for, um, for fans and uh, how did it go? Well, first and foremost, I could not do what I do without Jamie and Luann. They are phenomenal. Uh, they truly have opened their arms this year to me, uh, accepted me for my beliefs and my characteristics that I have, and, and certainly they have been a uh, blessing uh, to do a quality job in the athletic department this year. As far as the past weekend goes, we had uh, 19 other schools here besides ourselves, uh, 10 basketball games, six on Saturday night and throughout the day, and then four on Sunday. And uh, just very good, highly competitive basketball games. Uh, we had some very good officiating as well, too, which really made the weekend quite special. Uh, each team selected a player of the game after each game and was uh, honored. At midcourt, uh, we were able to uh, donate $2,000 through Hoover Hoops to the Martin Luther King Commission of Greater Canton, which is an awesome opportunity as well, too. And uh, just want to thank the uh, number of volunteers that showed out from Hoover Hoops this weekend, whether it was concessions, whether it was ticket scanning, whether it was uh, taking teams to and from their locker rooms, to and from the team feeds post game. Uh, so many great North Kansas citizens this weekend helping out volunteering, uh, and we could not do it without them. So we really appreciate uh, Mr. Doc Kane, uh, the Hoover Hoops president, and the countless number of volunteers that showed up this weekend to provide some outstanding entertainment. I think we had close to 1,200 people uh, throughout the weekend come into Hoover and get to see some great basketball. Great, great. That, yeah, that's a great turnout and a great event and a nice contribution. Um, you mentioned tickets. I'm going to ask you this on, on the fly here. Uh, you mentioned tickets. We've transitioned, and most everybody in Ohio has transitioned from paper tickets and off the roll like you usually get uh, to uh, an online ticketing system. Can you tell our listeners what uh, what that means and and how they can can get to that and also how they can get help if they need it? Yeah, we're using hometown ticketing along with the other six federal league schools. Uh, basically with COVID and trying to stay online and, and cashless, uh, hometown ticket has been the best option uh, so far for our league in the sense that you have hometown that does our league, but it also does the OHSA playoffs as well too. So we want to stick with some familiarity for our fans. As far as purchasing tickets, uh, fans can go to two places. They can go to www.hoovervikings.com for our home contests or uh, the hometown ticketing app is now out where fans can go and they can type in, uh, you know, 44720 and a bunch of North Can all the North Can schools come up. Or they can type in Maslin and they may see a Jackson, a Perry, uh, you know, Tigertown in there as well, too. So 
those two options are great as far as getting tickets. We do know that we have some individuals that are not tech savvy and, and, and they need some assistance. And we've always said, please call the athletic department. We will be more than happy to either walk you through or if you would want to come up to the athletic department, we would be more than happy to help you through the process, get you started. Once people see the familiarity, it seems to go better and better. Uh, the other option that we're doing, which is a little bit different than other schools this year, is we have kiosks set up for tickets at our home games. So fans can come, they can get on one of our iPads, they can enter their information. The biggest thing that, again, we've had some criticism with, but I think a lot of schools have had that is that it is cashless, so you need to have a credit card to use one of our ticket kiosks. But again, once you do that, uh, we'll get you in to see uh, some great uh, action in support of our Hoover Vikings. Great. It sounds like a very positive transition and uh, something that the world is heading to. And uh, uh, I don't think we've seen a drop off at all. And I know you're able to see um, pretty cool at the events, how many tickets you've had, what our fans uh, numbers are looking like. And I know at some of our larger events, you're keeping an eye on that. Yeah, we can see how many people are at the events. But the other thing that I would recommend, and, and we're going to do a, a we're going to do a better job over the summer promoting is spirit passes. Uh, we have student spirit passes. We also have adult spirit passes. And really, those are great bargains if you're going to come to multiple events. If you're going to come to football and basketball, I would recommend you buy a spirit pass. Then it's just a one-time being on hometown ticket. It's a one-time fee. Uh, and you can save a lot of money and so forth by attending those events. So that's something we're going to work on in the late spring, early summer, and make sure our community members know that uh, if I think $68 for a student spirit pass and $83 for an adult spirit pass doesn't get much cheaper than that if you're going to come to a lot of different events. All right. Thanks. Well, let's get into some individual sports and talk about how the winter's going for them. So Hoover Boys Basketball had an exciting game against Jackson Friday night with a, another overtime finish. But unfortunately, uh, the Polar Bears got us by two points in double overtime, I believe. And uh, teams played well this season. Uh, I think we were 9-2 and two going into that game. And, uh, um, you know, despite that uh, Friday night piece, the, the players, uh, you know, having a couple players out due to injuries and, and so on. And, you know, talk to us a little bit about boys basketball. Really excited with the direction of our boys basketball program. Coming off the district title one year ago, our expectations were extremely high. Injuries to seniors Cade Henney and DJ Reed prior to the start of hoop season have not stopped this determined group of student athletes. We currently sit at a record of 10-3 and three overall with a victory over Strongsville this past Sunday in the Spectrum Classic, and we're currently 4-3 and three in the Federal League. Certainly proud of the culture Mike Bluey has brought to our program. His teams have always played hard. They've always been competitive from start to finish, and they, they hang their head and hang their hats on tough man-to-man -man, uh, defense. Uh, Mike's teams have always been patient on offense, always looking for the open man, and always looking for the defensive mismatches in order to get the best shot on each possession. Uh, we got a huge game coming up this Friday against a talented state-ranked Green High School basketball team that's coached by North Can resident Mark Kinsley. We're certainly looking forward to going up to Green and giving another great effort this weekend, seeing if we can learn, uh, you know, learn how to adapt to a hostile environment like we had to last Friday at Jackson. Right. Yep. That's one unique thing about the Federal League and about our teams. We usually do a home and away and and some other things. So we got another chance at a couple of folks coming up here. Good. Well, girls basketball was eight and seven on the season, and the team started strong this season, but unfortunately hit a rough patch lately. But uh, Janet Erickson and Angela Roshak and Grace um, Craig are among the the top players in the Stark County in the field goal percentage, and Janet Erickson's leading the county in a three point percentage. Uh, 
as of the uh, a week ago. But um, just tell us a little bit about girls basketball. You know, our girls team got off to a great start at the beginning of the season. New head coach and Coach Mason, uh, so proud of this group for how quickly they picked up on his offensive and defensive systems. Uh, anytime you have a transition and you have a brand new coach, typically it takes time to build that culture and and, and, and get comfortable with those uh, offensive defensive schemes. But they started off strong and, and, and couldn't have been more prouder of that group. Unfortunately, uh, we have had some injuries. We have had some illnesses uh, that have changed our rotations. And when you change your rotations, you know, unfortunately, new people have to step up in different roles. And I think that adjustment uh, we're learning on the fly right now. And I, I certainly look forward to seeing how our Lady Vikings finish the season. I think uh, it's a determined group of young ladies. And, and I have no doubt in my mind that they will finish the season as strong as they started the season. Yep. Just another example of how tough the Federal League is in most all sports, and uh, they're they're doing fine. We're very, very proud of them. Um, on to bowling, um, the boys' bowling team is a, uh, uh, doing super, uh, undefeated so far, I believe, and uh, uh, have a first-place finish in the conference early bird tournament, and the girls' team's three and five on the season with a sixth-place finish in the early bird tournament. How's the, the folks going with the bowling? Yeah, boys team's off to an outstanding start as well. Uh, they are currently undefeated, 8-0, 5-0 in the Federal League. Uh, they have been extremely competitive in their team tournaments as well this year. They did have the first place finish in the conference early bird tournament and a second place uh, finish, I believe, in a uh, holiday Christmas tournament. Uh, the girls' team is currently at 3-5. and five. They are 2-3 and three in the Federal League. Both those two wins are over our arch rivals, though, so that's a plus. Uh, both programs participate in a tournament this upcoming weekend, and uh, both have key Federal League matchups against a strong McKinley bowling team uh, next Monday. Awesome. Yeah, that's pretty neat to watch them, and I know we have senior nights coming up next week for quite a few of our winter sports teams to recognize them. And, uh, yeah, I would recommend one thing, too. If you've never been to bowling before, get out and support these kids at Park Center Lanes. I mean, they are enthusiastic. They they provide a great amount of energy that, you know, sometimes basketball players, football players, they may get energy from the crowd throughout the course of the game. They provide their own energy. And, uh, you know, there's limited spectators there. But uh, if you can get out, it, it certainly is quite an experience. I've been glad to be able to see them uh, compete a couple of different times this yeah, year so far. Yep, yep. It's great to see them roll the pin, roll the, the ball, and uh, they do support each other well. And uh, they do appreciate the fans that are there as well and a lot of parents and so on. But those are open to the public, and no ticket sales are required for those. So those are a, a free thing. And stay after and roll a couple frames <laughs> yourself, right? Absolutely. Uh, wrestling teams uh, had a couple dual and quad wins uh, in, in recent weeks, and uh, this faced with a couple cancellations too due to some extenuating circumstances. But uh, they've been tough on Coach Nick Gamble and the wrestlers. Uh, how are they doing on the mat? I give Coach Gamble and his wrestlers all the credit in the world. Uh, they have been the most impacted team by COVID and cancellations this winter. Losing two valuable tournament experiences. Medina is a huge tournament, I think over 40 teams, and same with Alliance. Uh, everyone in Stark County, if you're a wrestling fan, you know about Top Gun and you've known about the two-day tournament for years. But it has not stopped these individuals from improving on a daily basis. Uh, they were able to attend a last-second tournament in Ashland. I believe about 16 or 18 teams were there. 
uh, in place of the Medina tournament a few weeks ago over the holiday break. And uh, this past weekend, they traveled to Canfield for a quad, and they traveled to Marlington for a one-day tournament in place of the Top Gun. So they have been able to get some matches in. Uh, we're currently sitting at a 13-4 and overall record, 1-0 in the Federal League, and we do travel to Green this Thursday for a key Federal League matchup on the map. Awesome. Thanks. Those, those kids, you know, whether you have a match played or not in all sports, but wrestling, the, the demands on those kids physically and mentally to be prepared for a match is, is just incredible. And to have those changes come at you as well, that's another thing that they need to prepare for, and they've done it quite well. So we're glad that the athletic director and the coaches have been able to pick up some matches that uh, got canceled uh, in other places. So the girls' swim team is off to a, another strong start with wins at uh, McKinley Relays and the Federal League meet along with the wins at dual or tri-meets. Any standout performances you can share with girls swimming? We're currently at 3-0 in the Federal League, and uh, that's big because uh, the second place team, I believe, was green at the Federal League meet, and uh, we were able to knock them off in the head-to-head matchup as well, too. So we've got a good start to that uh, girls swim season. Our girls do hold the top spot in the 200 free relay for all-star county teams, and they're ranked very high in all other events. Awesome. Great. And how about the boys' swim team? They've had dual and tri-meet wins and, and grabbed a second-place uh, finish at the Federal League meet. They're also 3-0. and uh, They did finish second behind Green at the Federal League meet, but they were able to knock them off in the head-to-head competition, which was good to see a, a week ago. Uh, they've had four swimmers of the week so far this year, Peter Helmuth, Boston Sullivan, Ryan Ellers, and T.J. Bragg just recently. Uh, the boys are also ranked high in each, of the, in each event for all-star county teams with the boys holding – the top spot in the 200 freestyle, the 400 freestyle, and the medley relay events. That's awesome. And, and both our boys and girls swim at the North Canton Y. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention about all of the, uh, the sport teams and so on is you can find schedules on uh, hoovervikings.com and uh, check out the schedules uh, for, for what's happening in the coming weeks. Lots of excitement and uh, keep an eye on the tournament postings and everything else. But uh, love to see our fans at the, some of the matches and games and and meets that happen and uh, encourage them. So anything else you want to share with us about uh, Hoover Viking Athletics? Well, swimming also is uh, difficult for tickets right now due to COVID and due to the restraints. They're the one program that has been impacted in the amount of tickets we can put up, especially uh, I know that Green High School does not allow spectators this year for their swim meets. We're able to hold approximately 90 to 100 people. Uh, at the North Can Y, we're very thankful for their support, and uh, we try to distribute tickets uh, on a fair basis, uh, so that way, sure. uh, you know, our Hoover parents do get to see our kids swim, and uh, so it's like I say, it's been it's been a challenge, but we'll go from there. Also, just want to thank the North Can community for their support of Hoover High School and its athletic program. Our student athletes are proud to play in front of spectators this year without restrictions. While we are still facing the challenges of a global pandemic, we are very thankful that our community is supportive of our North Can students, whether that be for academics, whether it be for the arts or the athletics. Please stay safe, stay healthy throughout the remaining winter months. And then finally, I'd just like to thank uh, Mr. Tim Walker, our previous AD, for his mentorship throughout my first year. He's been a, he's been a big blessing. Also like to thank Mr. Wendorf, Mr. Bornstein, and the North Can Board of Education for their confidence in my leadership abilities and support. 
I'm extremely grateful to call North Canton my home for the past 24 years. Awesome. Well, we're fortunate to have you. And you, like many of our head coaches, I've always kind of said this after having kids uh, come through high school and now out of college and making me old, but uh, very much uh, appreciate guys like you and coaches like you that um, you, you're glad your kids are around them. You know, and you, you really want your kids around quality people. And, and uh, we have a staff that's, that's um, certainly one that you are proud to and um, encouraged that your kids have a chance to be around people like that. And that includes yourself. So thank you. Well, thank you for joining us. And we hope you'll listen to next week's podcast as we host uh, Carrie Burek, who heads up the North Canton Chamber of Commerce. If you have any questions or comments or you wish to share regarding their podcast, if you want to suggest a topic or an upcoming podcast, please email us at vikingspotlight at northcantonschools.org. That's vikingspotlight at northcantonschools.org. Appreciate your time and appreciate you listening. Give us a shout out. Let us know how it's going and uh, go Vikings.